As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome to 755 is Real, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. We have a special guest here today. You guys love him. He's been on here before, and it's appropriate. We had good timing. We did not plan on yep. getting Kelly just because the Braves were re-signing Travis Darno, but literally a half hour before the show starts, they signed Travis Darno, and Kelly knows Travis Darno quite well, played with him in, with the Mets, right, Kelly? That's it. Yeah. Two years with him out there. Uh, shared a, shared a, a floor. Got to see him, uh, him coming out of the, the place at like 1 a, 1 PM when I'm already up grinding with kids, vastly <laughs> different lifestyles. A condo point. together. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Same floor, but he's, uh, you know, he's got his own little ones now. So, you know, he knows he's, he's at that, that's yeah. that, that veteran status now, a well-paid veteran. And he's in a perfect place, isn't he? I mean, not that he wouldn't have fit with the Mets if he'd have been there because he was always hurt up there. He was always he always hit when he was healthy. But he seems like his personality fits great here with Atlanta, with this team, with this market. I think so. I think it's been a good match. Absolutely. And for the Braves, I mean, this is a great this is a great deal for both sides because Travis is a guy that's been hurt a lot, bounced around for a year before he came here. Uh, the Mets traded him, what, to the Dodgers. Then he went to the Rays and really hit with the Rays in free agent year. It was good timing. So the Braves signed him to a deal that turned out to be really team-friendly, a two-year deal. And he's he won a Silver Slugger Award last year. And now he's 32. And I'm sure he wanted that security in a place he's real comfortable with Sal Fasano, who was his minor league manager back in the day. He's real, And he's a hitting co- uh, the catching coach here. And he's real comfortable with the pitchers here. And the Braves love having him because he's obviously a good player. I mean, he can play four yeah. or five games a week at mm-hmm. least. Uh, and and he got rakes when he's healthy, which he's healthy again yeah. now after missing three months. But yep. I think most important in this whole thing is they have two catching prospects coming up. Uh, we saw we saw William Contreras this year, not quite ready, but really talented like his brother. Uh, but but Shea Langoliers, I think, is the catcher of the future here, and he's in double-A now, just raking. Guy with the gold glove. Sure. Uh, cannon for an arm, and he's had like four multi-homer games in Double A this year. So Baylor got, got first rounder from Baylor a couple of years ago. So I think this allows them not to rush him. Perfect situation where Travis signs a two-year deal, only eight million a year, 
and then an eight million dollar option with no buyout, which shows me yeah. how much he wanted to stay here. No buyout. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know what? Uh, to, to add on to my relationship with him, actually, when I was with the Blue Jays, um, I went to spring training 2012. Travis was one of the top prospects in the game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. what 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 I would hear about him, um, he was at camp a little bit, but was that he raked? He was just yeah. a natural hitter. Now, just for some context, talking about some of our prospects, um, you know, is it, I mean, prospect lists are littered with guys, right? That can't miss, and mm-hmm. they either do miss, yeah. or or they take some time to really blossom and, and become what they yeah. uh, they're projected to be. Travis falls into that category. Yeah. So uh, you know, catchers, there's a lot on their plate. Uh, Travis obviously had a lot to learn defensively before. Um, really making his impact. And then, you know, I remember just being with the Mets, just Mets fans and, and media waiting for that potential, yeah. you know, that offensive potential that he flashed, you know, several times, but he just, he'd get hurt or, yeah. you know, get a little streaky or whatnot. But uh, he's, he's a great, great dude, super even keel, as you know, um, n- not going to get real high or low, mm-hmm. uh, happy, good, like just, just a yeah, happy big dude. Guy. So, yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he rakes and uh, always been able to hit a little bit. So for the Braves, I mean, you're getting something, you know, uh, you know what you're going to get. Now you just got to find some people to kind of supplement there, keep him healthy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can ride him like we could, you know, McCann and, you know, some of those guys that could play almost every yeah. day. Uh, but you don't need to if you can just put in somebody else that can, uh, you know, carry the yeah. load for a minute. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, the year you were talking about Toronto, he was a player of the year in uh, what, what Eastern League, I think, uh, when he was in Double A. That was the year that uh, Fasano yeah. managed him, and he was and he was like a top ten prospect yeah. in baseball, top twenty. Well, that, and that's when he got included in that Dickey trade yeah. for with Syndergaard and the yep. Mets. You know, it looked like the Mets basically fleeced him. Uh, RAB in about thirty seven. Of course, he went on to play way longer, but mm-hmm. uh, pretty good deal for the Mets. I would say that that was one of those that put the Mets, you know, yeah. into that world series was the players on that one. He, uh, you know, you're talking about him raking. He's got the kind of easy swing to me. A lot. It reminded me the kind of a view actually. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything violent in his swing. It's more of a natural hitter, surprising pop. Cause it doesn't look like he's swinging hard yeah. and he hits the ball. He drives the other ball to the opposite field corner with yeah. just ease, just flicks it over there, which yeah. if you look at him, he does, he's not a huge guy or anything. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't look at him and you don't think he'd have that kind of pop, but he does. No, and uh, the the bat, the hitting coach in Tampa, Chad Matola, was a guy mm-hmm. that was with the Blue Jays uh, when He's I was there with him. The yeah, and Chad used to to talk about Travis just how naturally he was. He was kind of a guy that would show up and he'd have a different batting stance like every yeah. other day. And it was you know guys like that that can find a way to get hits and, and tinker. They're just natural. They're just natural hitters. So you know, yeah. I think Travis probably becoming a little more comfortable in the in the game probably found something and found a routine and and it's gotten more consistent. And as that's become more consistent, he's getting the results, but his, his powers, you know, always been that oppo kind of right center, you know, right field ish power when he doesn't try to pull, which he doesn't. um, That's when he's really good. Yeah. He comes back from a thumb ligament, which you think you wonder how he's going to be when he comes back from missing three months. And he looks exactly like he did before he got hurt. But uh, Chad Matolo. Yeah. He's, he credited him with getting him back, getting his swing back when he went to Tampa because Chad's there now. And, uh, 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 a little known Chad was drafted before Derek Jeter. 
Okay, and also a little known, I was sitting at Chad Matolo's house when he got drafted for <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. He's I was working at the that? Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, no way. covering a variety of sports at the so, time. I can't and they I couldn't assi- even sneak that one in by you. You already knew they, they assigned me to this guy that was going to be a first round pick. I'm Chad yeah. Matolo, so I went to his house, waited for the call. Yep, yep. That? yeah, yeah, that the was a while ago. Smart, Small smart, world, huh? Great dude, Reds might want that one have wanted that one back for a while. Yeah. But, you know, he, that, uh, that's pretty funny. I mean, he's, Hey, yeah, it's, especially <laughs> back then you just don't, you just don't know, you know, you, no. you, you kind of no. know, I think they've got it down a little better these days. A lot yeah. More it's still, it's still like half the first rounders not, don't pan out to be what they think they're going to be. You know, it seems like it to me. I mean, you know, now that I got kids and they're, we're getting a little older, uh, it's hard to imagine how you can, look at a kid, meet a kid, his family, and really know from the mental yeah. side yeah. if they're up for that. Cause that yeah. was the big, I remember questions from the scout that signed me, you know, I'm out of high school and he's asking me if I have a girlfriend. And that's, that was a big <laughs> question because, you know, guys that are already kind of trending into that, you know, relationship yeah. and wanting to prioritize someone else, it's hard to do that. And, you know, just mentally going from being, uh, you know, just a good athlete that only you kind of have to do it, you know, what, three or four days a week as a high school. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden it's every day you're away from home. It's hot and you're failing way more than you've ever failed. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, God, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've got some great s- stories on some guys that I got drafted with that, you know, you just look at it. You're like, <laughs> if they just it, get out of their own way, but it's just, you can't predict yeah. it. And a scout asks you that question, and you're going, okay, in your mind, you're going, what's the correct answer here? Do I say I don't have a girlfriend that I've had yeah. one for 10 years? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. There's guys, though, that they've made it work. I mean, Adam LaRoche, yep. he was married at, you know, 19, 20 with, with two kids by the time he was 22. And the Frenchie was in, married awful younger, too. And A-ball. Well, he was in the big league. So, uh, yeah, you know, Adam, was in, Adam was in A-ball and, wow. and did not get drafted high. It was not a, a bonus baby. Um, obviously if you, you know, Rochi is just his dad playing in the big leagues and having yeah. that confidence. I mean, he's on a different level, but yeah, guys that made that work. I mean, I was just reading a great article on sports illustrated about Snit. Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah, that's good. So yeah. Yeah. How you do that? Uh, it's tough. Let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, since the last time we talked, you were among those that was convinced that the Braves could get going at any time. You had no doubts that Freddie was going to hit and all this. Well, it's all come to pass, and it's come to fruition for the Braves. They've won 13 out of 15 games, including a season-high six in a row right now. Now they go to Baltimore, which I think has lost 14 or 15 in a row. I mean, they're 
them and the, they're easily the worst team in baseball now that the Diamondbacks just swept the Mets, which astounded me. No, the, but the Phillies. Uh, so now you go up to Baltimore, having won thirteen out of fifteen. You've built a four-game lead in the in the in the East over the Phillies, uh, and the Braves are in a good spot, man. And and it's a good thing they're making hay now because they they have this stretch, soft stretch of this of their schedule that they're making the most of before they play the Yankees and they go out west. They got to play at San Diego, at LA, and at the Giants all in the last five weeks of the season. So it's going yeah. to get tough in a hurry. So it's nice to build that cushion right now. And they need to take advantage of it this weekend against Baltimore too. No doubt. Yeah, no, I was just looking at the schedules and the standings and looking at the Mets schedules, looking at the Phillies. Phillies got swept by the D-backs, not the Mets, but they, they, the Braves have an interesting yeah, schedule. Yeah. You know, so, they got the soft, the soft August that they dominated and still, you know, hopefully that continues and we finish out with, you know, like you said, uh, if you ask me, I, I would say the August is the most crucial time to get hot. And I did. Yeah. They did it per, at the perfect time because now, you know, yeah, and you get to roll in. And, and honestly, 500 ball in September when you've got a mm-hmm. lead it, is more than enough, you know. Yeah. So uh, they do have an, their schedule does get easier later. Yeah. They do have to run a gauntlet of some teams here. But, it's just those, you know, those, those West Coast trips. But yeah. They also the, go to Colorado and Arizona, yeah. which. Yeah. Not notwithstanding no, I mean, Arizona's sweep, but yeah. Yeah. Funny no thing kidding. is everybody said Philly's had the softest schedule uh, in all of baseball. But you've got to win the game. So you to take advantage of that or it make becomes yep. unimportant if you don't win them. Yep. But no, uh, it's the Braves put themselves in a phenomenal spot and and yeah. uh and they're they're getting they're gonna only get better, I think, um, now that they've got this momentum, this offense is finally, yeah. you know, doing yeah. what they're capable of. And you can't overstate just Adam Duvall lengthening out this lineup. Yeah. yeah and I mean, Solaire, too, what he's done. He's done well. Yeah, he has. To help um, lengthen it. But um, Duvall's and, been phenomenal. Yeah, that's just one of those. You just just another, you know, add, it, add him in there and what that does to the lineup. And that's that's the Braves lineups that we've seen in the past few years. Yeah. Long, then, deep. Yep, yep. And then the first half, there was there were stretches there where you looked in the bottom half of the lineup after you got past yeah. five was like, out, 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 well, out with the pitcher there. You know, it was like, yeah. whoa. Well, the numbers. French you know, guys, minor league, yeah. uh, 4A type players there. The, the numbers still say that, that the Braves are top heavy. I mean, but the fact that Soler and Duvall haven't been there, so their numbers aren't in that mix. But And Peterson too, yeah. Yeah, so they had Jock. And so it's, uh, they're in a Peter, great spot. Great Peterson, spot. Heredia, uh, uh, Platoon has, has actually worked really well. I mean, Heredia's hit against lefties, man. That guy's, uh, yeah. you know. He's uh he's he's shown me some against lefties, but so and the pitching obviously uh everybody wanted to shit on the bullpen and they were pretty bad for much of the year, but they've been solid for about a month and a half now and and notwithstanding the six yep. run inning the ninth inning the other night the the numbers yep. have been really good other than Tomlin's yep. had a couple of bad outings recently, but you know they're not going to need him in the postseason you know they're not going to yeah. need him in close games. But guys, Matzik's been phenomenal. Rich Rodriguez, since he came over, has given up one run and uh, ten appearances. He's been really good. Uh, and then yeah. some other guys are pitching really well as well, like Luke yeah. Jackson. Yeah. No, Rodriguez. So, that was a that was a that was a quality pickup. Needed yeah. that big time. You know, they needed Shane Green to be better, and uh, getting Rodriguez is really yeah, he's done you know, what they hoped what, Shane Green would do. Yeah, if not better. So, so they fit. The Braves have won nine out of the last ten. Everybody else in the division is under five hundred in their last ten. I know it's a micro 
sample, but that just tells you the trend where teams are headed right now. The Braves have hit a modest 250 during this 13 and two stretch, but they got an 808 OPS in that stretch. But they've got, I think, the big numbers that stand out: 346 OBP, 28 homers in that stretch, basically double their opponent's home run total in that period. And they've got multiple homers in nine of those 15 games. They got 72 walks in that 15 game stretch. And that's a lot of bases loaded walks too. So they got some patient professional hitters in there that are doing, they're not trying to do too much right now. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, on the surface there, you know, the home runs, they're probably going to like dip a little. Yeah. Uh, Walks don't tend to slump. You know, I think guys, as long as they continue to have the same approach, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a calling card for the for their lineup, and I think that's not going away. So as long as you know we can still extend, you know, get after the starters and and get those mm-hmm. pitch counts and get into the bullpen quicker against these teams, you know, it, it's it should be it, they really in a great spot. But the playoffs is going to be different. Uh, yeah, you know, you the know. talent they're going to go against. Um, we'll have to see. You just have to hope they get super hot and the pitching mm-hmm. uh, rises, but. You know, from the position of where they're at now with the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really where you need to be. And it's, uh, you know, it's just been crazy. It's been crazy to watch those last like two weeks of what they've been doing and what, the moves that they've made in that division. You know, talking about Snit being that calming, just mm-hmm. consistent, you know, that's crucial. And then obviously, you know, having, you know, Freddie being Freddie again. Is, yeah. Is, I mean, he's exceeded what I thought. I didn't know that he could get back to be well, a league leader um and a lot yeah. of you know an MVP candidate again <laughs> i thought yeah Legit. I mean, come on like didn't didn't know that he could get from where he was to where yeah. he is that quickly and how about austin riley and dansby swanson man has gone yeah. from being a guy that wasn't quite as good as maybe we thought he was going to be to the last month exceeding that at playing yeah. outside of tatis who's moved to the outfield recently um uh, Dansby's been the most impactful shortstop in the league for yeah. the last month plus. And he's been terrific. He's, and Riley's exceeded, having a yeah. breakout year. Both, both of those guys have really exceeded kind of my expectations. And I mean, that's that's awesome to see because they're at that, that, well, especially Dansby's at that point in his career where, yeah. you know, you want to see that jump. And he's, I mean, gosh, that's that's all. I mean, it's just been fun. I mean, they've, that's yeah. the team that we watched the last several years. Fun. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot going on. Smiles, you know, celebrations. Freddie, thirty-one, hitting for the cycle. That triple. I mean, he was moving. Yeah, you know, and so he can run, know, man. It's sneaky. Um, yeah, he can run. Long levers. Yeah, that's this is the the lineup and the length of it. The team. This is kind of what we're familiar with. So it's and, it's been great. And, and Ozzy keeps doing what he's doing. He gets so overshadowed because on a team with Acuna, he's not the most dynamic. Uh, uh, kind of a flamboyant player. And then on a team, you know, with Riley having a breakout season and Freddie doing what he did, Ozzy's just easy to overlook, but he just keeps doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And Ozzy is a, one of the premier second basemen in yeah. baseball. Yeah. No, he's, it's, it's probably a good spot for him. You know, let him yeah. be that guy. Yeah. I, li- I like him there. No, let's not try to have him be the, put the team on his back in, yeah. in the way of like what we think of, like we do with Freddie. You yeah. Know, let everyone else help but it's oh man losing losing a and, you, and you're looking up at this and, point in the and doing this doing. without him that's amazing yeah he did great. alice it's did a hell of a hell of a job revamping rebuilding the outfield 
and adding the pieces that he did without at the at, he didn't get the A pluses at the trade deadline, but weeks later yeah. he's getting those A's because the guys yeah. that he got are fitting together and all contributing. Well, you know, listen, he he was in L.A. with mm-hmm. uh, you know with Friedman, who mm-hmm. I had in Tampa, and there's nobody. He does it a different way. He, the dude is deliberate. He's he moves slow. He doesn't want to make any like rash decisions. Mm-hmm. But the goal for the Dodgers with all that money and it, what it's always been since he took over there is, you know, it's not so much payroll. You know, talking about adding, you know, the big superstars, kind of the way the Yankees always did it. Mm-hmm. They want their twenty fifth and their twenty sixth, all the way through their thirty fifth yeah, right. player on the roster to be right. better than your. 25th, right. depth. Yep. 35th player so that when you get these long seasons or that you get into a situation with the outfield, look at our outfield going from Ender and Ciarte, Acuna gets hurt and you're rolling out uh, Heredia and mm-hmm. Almonte, those three versus now you got Jock Peterson, yeah. you got Soler, Duvall, then you can sprinkle in Heredia and yep. the other guys. I mean, that's that's good. That's the depth. And that's the, you know, what you're trying to do is you're trying to beat the other team's depth. And yep. that's what the Dodgers do better than anybody. Yep. And Alex was there. He probably learned a little few things over there and came out here. And like, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, the bullpen, it's all more deep than we've seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, depth, that's a, yeah. that's a testament to them and how they're doing these things. Yeah. Uh, before I said before they gave up the nine runs in the last game against Miami, including six in that ninth inning off Tomlin, and they didn't expect to pitch that night, Will Smith. Um, the Braves had a 3.14 ERA over the previous 16 games. So this pitching staff's getting it done too. Um, they have right now, they have three of the top seven NL home run leaders when you count Duvall. Hmm. Duvall, 27, Freddie, 27. They're tied for third with Votto. Riley has 26. He's tied with Pete Alonzo. Acuna is still tied for 10th with 24. He's tied with Dansby and four others. Yeah. So that's five Braves, four Mactive in the top 15. And then you got Albies with eight. He's tied with eight for 18th with Bryce Harper and Jesus Aguilar. So, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a lot of guys that can hit for pop, man. And you're not even talking yeah, about Darno, yeah. who would be up there too if he uh, had played the whole year probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll talk about it. Again, I've been on before and talked about the Mets team that I was on. Uh, We lived by this home run, and it's great when it's rolling. Now, you do need to find some other ways to stop them from scoring and score. Um, But I do think the Braves can do that. I think we got it. That's what I was talking about with the walks, drawing walks, uh, getting into counts where you got to battle and maybe put the ball in play. That's where I think. Especially postseason. That's where I think I want to see this team uh, win games that way. And, you know, every time that we do it, Francoeur and, and Chip and whoever's doing the games point it out and make a point to like, you know, yeah. that's what we want to see. Moving a guy over, getting yeah. a guy in because the home runs do, they do go away. Especially you in know, the postseason. It's tough you, to hit them off top pitchers. Yeah. yeah. And when, you know, when they, when you get them, it's great, but you got to find a way to grind through at yeah. bats and, you know, put the ball and play hard. So the fact that they're leading, and doing so well with the drawing, the, the pitches and the walks. I mean, yeah, they were in a good spot. They're in a great spot. I mean, you know, it's Austin Riley has been pretty hot for uh, since the third week of the season. He had no extra base hits in his first fifteen games, and we were asking him. Oh. I know Snit was asked by another media member, 
how long do you stay patient with Riley Wake Forman? And then he called fire since then. And now the question seems like, wow, did we really ask that? So he's got uh check out his last 25 games. He's been hot since the third week of the season, but his last 25 games, the Brazier 18-7 is stretch. Riley's hit 373, 11 home runs, six doubles, 28 RBIs in his last 25 games. He's got a 755 slugging, 1180 OPS in that span. And for the year, the guy's now got numbers like Freddie or close to it. 298 average, 375 OBP, 533 slugging, and a 908 OPS. 26 homers and 75 RBIs. Nobody's asking anymore to see the third baseman for the future here. No. And he made a great play the other day in Miami. Looked like Troy Gloss over there, didn't he? Uh, or not he, Troy he Gloss, like Roland. Looked like Roland over there. Uh, that's, with that, that one's play hard with for a... me. That's hard for me. Here, you, you know, Troy Gloss is great player. To be yeah. comped with him is is pretty accurate and a compliment. Scott Roland probably yeah. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He's, He's phenomenal. Fundamentally I sound. I vote for him the Hall of so, Fame. You know what I mean? So, you know, let's, yeah. uh, Riley, Riley's been great. In a, a, great arm, though. Riley's got a great arm. I think I think he's obviously in a in a perfect spot when you talk mm-hmm. about being surrounded by who he's being who he's surrounded with, you know, uh, to, to just kind of you're talking about Ozzy fly under the radar. Riley, yeah. he's in that spot too. You know, it's not the man, you know, yeah. you're not hoping guys a lot of times have those kind of stats and they're in the second hole or in sure. the three hole. He doesn't have to be there. Mm-hmm. So it's a good spot for him. And we're talking about Dansby. Nothing has astounded me more than the strikeout total going down because he was third in the league in strikeouts for like a hundred games. And he was only behind, uh, he was only behind, uh, Baez and, uh, uh, what Castellanos or Winker What Castellanos is the last strikeouts, right? One of those two. So, I mean, he was only behind a couple of home run hitters, but he has, there have gone down dramatically with the adjustments he's made recently. He's, he hit, 247 with a 747 OPS and 113 strikeouts in the first 100 games. And that's his and the team's 100 because he's played every game this year. Yeah. Okay. He, in 21 games since then, since July 27th, Dansby's hit 376, seven homers, 25 ribbies, 1,084 OPS. He's only struck out 10 times in 92 plate appearances in that 21-game stretch. And in the last nine games... Mm -hmm. He's got four homers, 13 ribbies, two strikeouts. He went seven games without striking out. That's awesome. That's yeah. a nice in, that's a nice midseason adjustment, huh? Yeah. You gotta give a lot of credit to, you know, sites and the mm-hmm. and the guys and you know that work. And that's that's a good thing with uh, you know, another thing when Solaire and you get Jock Peterson, uh guys like that, and then Duval having the success he's had in Atlanta. Uh, you gotta give sites a lot of that credit because I guarantee you he's down there fighting to pick yeah. up guys like those guys, guys mm-hmm. that maybe they strike out, they swing big. And it's like, Hey, my thing is cutting down swings. That mm-hmm. is my thing. So give me a chance with these guys, with this talent that they got and let's see what happens. And you know, you gotta, you gotta buy in and and you gotta give it some time. So great to see, you know, Dansby, whatever, whoever he's working with and whatever's clicking. Yeah. Putting well, in that effort. It's working guys. Let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we talked about Freddie a little bit. I don't know what else can be said about the guy, but at, he hit 190. He hit 195, 733 OPS in his first 31 games. Since then, he's hit 337, 424 OBP, 980, 982 OPS in 89 games, 20 homers. But uh, more recently, last five games, the dude is 13 for 21 with three homers. He's hit 619. <laughs> 619 in that stretch, including the game with the cycle. By the sixth inning, he hits for the cycle. And he's only the second uh, player in franchise history. That's like 150 years to hit for two cycles. The first one to do it since 1900 to hit for the cycle yeah. twice. Hank Aaron and Chipper Jones never hit for the cycle. I know it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, random thing because you know it's not saying he's yeah. a better player than them, but mm-hmm. you got to be good, man. You got to have some power and you got to have some speed to be able to hit for the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I have a cycle, uh, in my, in my, uh, bag and there I you had go. lots of, oppor- I had lots of opportunities for them with just a single to go and, and yeah. <laughs> didn't get it, but I got, I got one and you know, it is random, but yes, yeah. you're right. The, 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 the triple is obviously that's a hard one. He ended on the Homer, ended on the Homer knowing, in the sixth knowing I'm a Homer away from the cycle. You know Smith I mean? said he, he's good enough. He could go up there and hit the home run if he knew he had, he needed it to get it. That's that's Freddie's. Uh, I don't know what the numbers all project, you know, career when he's only he's only 31. But yeah. I mean, this day and age, he's what a Hall of Famer looks like in the middle oh, yeah. of his prime. And so it's cool to watch. And it's fun to watch him from my perspective, because I know how tight him and Chipper are. Yeah. And that you just feel Freddie wants to exceed yeah. whatever Chipper has done in his career. So he yeah. got the MVP. He's pretty much only got to win a World Series, which is not easy. Uh, but everything else he's doing, he's only gotten more selective, which that was Chipper's one thing on him five, mm-hmm. six years ago. Hey, take your walks. You know, you swing at everything. Well, Freddie now leads the team and he's up there in the league lead and walks every year. Yeah. I mean, he's doing everything that Chipper did as a hitter. They they have the same, they're the same dude. <laughs> they have average OBP and slugging are really similar, like 300, 400, 500. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. And in the fact that, you know, that's kind of who Freddie's looked up to and he was kind of chasing a little, you can feel it, you know, when you're around yeah. him. You and know, he was so his mentor, of, man. He's taught him so much. Kind of amazing, teaching. kind of amazing to put, to have that goal and to be reaching it, you know, yeah. or watching that. That's, it's that's funny. Nuts. Uh, the only chipper would, I would point out probably that he, he never struck out a hundred times in a year. The game's changed a lot, I know. obviously, I know. but, uh, yeah. Chipper told him when he was hitting back when he was hitting like two thirty, yeah. and you know and 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 having terrible luck hitting the balls hard right too big. Chipper said, "Hey, I had a season where I hit two forty, and Freddie was yeah. like, you know, I appreciated that coming from him, but I don't want to hit two forty with thirty home runs." And we're like thinking, "Well, you might have to accept it." And look at him now; yeah. he's at three hundred one, yeah. man. Dude's phenomenal. Uh, I know you got to go. One thing, he was still hitting two twenty four with a seven eighty four after fifty eight games. Uh, yeah. uh, Freddie was right. The 62 games beginning June 10th, 62 games, 
which was the entire season last year, by the way, 60-game season. He's hit 372 with 1,044 OPS. Team is 36 and 26 in those games. I mean, he's picked up so much slack with Acuna out and put the team basically on his back, but had plenty of help with Riley and Swanson. Which is what you but, need when teams can't just focus we, on Freddie all the time. But we talked we talked about it the last time I was on. Is even if he's hitting two twenty, he's in there and he's yeah. in the spot that's Freddie's spot. He's sitting in his he's Freddie's sitting in his chair. That's Freddie's chair. Yeah. As long as he's in that chair, everyone else sits in their own chairs and they can go and be the extra guy, and it doesn't matter. But see, you add in the production with that. Yeah. It's that's when you you let everyone. That's why I was talking about Riley being in a spot where. On most teams, when you're hitting that well, you're the mm-hmm. you're the man. When Ozzy's yeah. hitting that well, he's the man. When Dansby's hitting, yeah, these guys don't have to hit third. We already yeah. know who's hitting third or whatever second. Yeah, so it's just back. To that's third what's now. so cool about having a guy like that, and what's great about having a deep lineup with a guy like that anchoring it. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, ten weeks he's raised his average from two twenty four to three hundred one. His OPS from seven eighty four to nine nineteen. Ten weeks. I was going to ask you about that real quick. Um, the fact that he plays every day, if he's not hurt and it's like he was sick the other day with the upper respiratory thing, the five game stretches began after he got healthy again, but he's a guy that plays every day. Just before you go, how important is the fact? It seems to me that it's rubbed off on the other guys. Cause if you look at the infield, everybody plays every day. Yeah. Dan's yeah. used to miss a lot of time, you know, with nagging stuff. These guys are playing every day, and I don't think it's a fluke. They see Freddie plays every day, and I think they want to play every day too. These guys are playing every day, whereas a lot of teams, Freddie and Riley, of the 10 guys that are OPS in 900 or above in the NL, Freddie and Riley have played 120 games apiece. Nobody else has played over 110 of the the 900 OPSs. That's important, right? I can't stress enough uh, how hard that is to do for people that just are casual fans and watch the games. I mean – You'd think just because guys make a bunch of money that they should trot out every day. Yes, that's fine. But to go out and be on every day and to be performing every day and to to lead and and have fun and it be a a, just a joy to do. Yeah, it's not easy. Not easy. And we've we've been fortunate as Braves fans to see a lot of guys go out and make it look pretty easy. Yeah, it's not. And those numbers and what you just read out, those other guys shows you that it's not common. It isn't at all. I, I played on eight teams. Uh, around a lot of pretty good players and there's not a lot of guys that can go be that good every day day in and day out and mm-hmm. it absolutely rubs off absolutely those guys are watching their leader you know the best player on the team doing it it's really hard to be like you know i'm gonna take a day yeah you know when that guy's out there every day not gonna happen yeah oh, we're facing Degrom today ah i'm a little sore you know in the mm-hmm. side or whatever i mean these guys yeah. are playing every day they're not doing that they're not getting the the Grand flu or whatever you know no, it's, 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 yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. So it's right. been cool. I can't wait to see what, what happens. And, uh, they got, they got some, some, some ground to continue to add to yeah. this Baltimore series coming up and uh, a couple days off in a row. And that's in a weird August, they get like three, three days off in a week, I guess. Yeah. So that's, it'll, uh, it's, it's been They're, fun, but the Padres, somebody, somebody, the second place team in the central or the East could end up catching the Padres, especially if Tatis goes on the IL again at any point, but the Tatis, ta, the, um, the Padres are slipping a little bit. They're not much that, that far ahead now, but, uh, uh in the wild card thing, but the Braves yeah. got a chance to put a little more cushion on the second place team in the East coming up with Baltimore. And uh, they're in a good spot. I bet they wish the postseason would start tomorrow, the way they're clicking right now. Yeah. But and you're going to get not. Ian Anderson. <laughs> you're going to get Ian Anderson back soon too. And you're going to add Rosario to this lineup somewhere. 
Yeah. That's a pretty good addition. A bat. Those are pretty good additions to make in August when no, when there's no uh, dead uh, trades anymore. No waiver yeah, deadlines. It, it, we got a, we got we got a long you know five weeks here. So yeah, it's, it it isn't by any means over, but it, they're in a phenomenal spot. All right, hey, we really appreciate uh, getting another visit from Kelly while our man uh, Eric is tending to the third youngin. So, but we're going to yeah. call Eric back into duties next week. He's had daddy duties for about two or three weeks now. He's probably be ready to get back on here. <laughs> well, I appreciate but, it. Thanks for having all me. All right, on, man. Guys. Thanks, Kelly. We really, all right. All right. 755 is real, and we are out. Mm-hmm.